Hey everybody, thanks for joining Spring Pack, the podcast. We have a great show lined up, lots to talk about, so let's get after it. Hey everybody, thanks for joining another episode of Spring Path, the podcast. Uh, we've got an interesting episode here, which is uh, really exciting. We have guest Todd St. Brain joining us. Uh, he's actually from San Francisco right now, but he's representing Melbourne, Australia and the University of Melbourne. Todd, thanks for joining us. Good day. Great to be with you, Mike. All right. So you and I were just uh, joking at my um, inability to say the name correctly. My whole life, I thought it was Melbourne, but... It's actually, if I wanted to be Australian and seem like I fit in, how do you pronounce it? Uh, Melbourne. The R R is silent. So it's the University of Melbourne in the city of Melbourne. Awesome. (laughs) So so that was news (laughs) to me, and it may help some of our listeners. So, so Todd, why don't we start with um, a little bit about this city, because I hear it's an amazing city, and then we'd love to hear about how you got into this role, because you're originally from the stateside. Yes, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, and I did some graduate studies uh, in Australia, and I wound up living in Australia for 15 years and becoming a dual citizen, and it was only the, the pull of being, you know, wanting to be closer uh, to family uh, in St. Louis that, that brought me back. Uh, so yeah, Melbourne is a fantastic city. Uh, everyone knows Sydney because of the Opera House. Uh, Melbourne has been voted the most livable city uh, in the world seven times. Uh, and it's wow. really a city of coffee, food. Um, the weather can be four times in a day. So it's it's all focused about things that you do well inside uh, shopping. Uh, sports is really big in in, in Melbourne um, as, as well. Um, and our, the University of Melbourne is located right in, the main campus is right in the heart of the city. So you've got and great to all of the excellent academics, um, you know, easy access to this fantastic city. Yeah, and, and from what I understand and what I've read and, and, and researched, the city itself is extremely safe. So right where the campus is, it's like, um, it's it's not typically like, um, and I, I don't mean this in a negative way, but like a New York or a Los Angeles in the sense that um, it's more prestigious and more pristine in the way that things are up, you know, kept up. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I was just in Melbourne uh, for the first time in in three years at the university. And, you know, um, the the downtown, uh, which, again, you have to learn to speak Australian, we call the CBD, which is short for Central Business District, is thriving, you know, with people shopping, eating, living there. Uh, So the university is only about 10 minutes from downtown, but you're actually in a quiet residential neighborhood. We've got the Biomedical precinct on one high, on one side of the campus, but then the other you spill a few blocks over to Ligon Street, which is our version of, of Little Italy, where you can have really good coffee and gelato and pizza. Uh, so yeah, it is a. Um, I think the uh, you have to take uh, precautions in any big city, uh, but I think the quality of life and is and Australian cities are are very safe and and very diverse. It's a country of immigrants, but I think also very welcoming. You know, to people from from different backgrounds. No, exactly. And and I think, you know, this kind of segueing into the, the campus life and, and the university itself. Now you have um, people from all over the world joining. And one of the key things that I've I've heard mentioned time and time again is, you know, it's it's like the Australian version of an Ivy League school in the campus. Can you kind of elaborate on that? 
Uh, sure. So uh, the University of Melbourne was established in 1853, making it the second oldest university in Australia. And uh, we are part of the group of eight. So there are eight uh, research intensive universities in Australia. Uh, so that is kind of an Australian version of an Ivy League. Uh, we're very large. We have uh, you know, nearly 60,000 students at both at the undergraduate and graduate level. Um, and like most Australian universities, uh, public and very comprehensive. So I also like to say that we're an Australian version of a UC Berkeley, uh, which is one of our partner institutions. And when I mean a partner institution, we do partner with the Ivy Leagues, with UC Berkeley, with many of the top um, universities and colleges in the United States, uh, whether that's research partnership, but there's also uh, partnerships for uh, student exchange. And so I think it's it's a good guide just to talk about the, the academic rigor and excellence that you're going to find as you would at some of the top schools in the US. Now, in, in exactly. So so one of the things you and I have talked about, and I've, I've heard you use this, this phrase time and time again when talking about the university, is uh, you said excellence, but it's affordable access to excellence. That mm -hmm. was one of the key things. And, you know, with you being uh, an Australian school system um, for higher education, you can actually get the degree in three years versus the typical U.S. structure for a four-year degree. Uh, that's correct. So um, in Australia, a three-year degree is standard. Um, that's also very common in most UK and Irish universities. So I guess it, it shows the, the legacy you know, of, of that. So three-year degree is standard. So that's a savings in itself. Uh, uh, the tuition is based actually on the classes that you enroll in in, in the degree. But I would say probably on average 45000 Australian dollars. Uh, the exchange rate, the U.S. dollar, it works uh, to your favor. It's very strong at the moment. So yeah, more or less, that comes out to about uh, 32,000 U.S. dollars, which I think is is an excellent value considering you know the caliber of the of the university. Sure, no, 100 percent. Yeah, I think, and, and so it, along those lines, I mean, some of the things you and I have talked about that's that's um, information that's extremely beneficial to to our listeners and our viewers is really when you look at the concept of, you know, $32,000 for the year, but you have, um, you know, it's this Ivy League school-esque setup, but also your exchange program. So like you said, you're partnering with universities all over the world, but you're also partnering with Ivy League schools back in the U.S. if a student wanted to do kind of a reverse abroad uh, <laughs> year, like our semester and do it in reverse. Yeah, we would love students to come for a full degree, but, you know, I'm just passionate about young people going out and experiencing the world. So if someone decides to do their degree from the U.S., another possibility is um, coming for a semester or an entire year um, mm -hmm. as a study abroad and exchange student and everything that they would study at Melbourne. Uh, would count, you know, to their degree back home. And yes, the reverse is true. If they came and did the entire degree from Melbourne, uh, there is the possibility that they could come here to the United States or, you know, go to top universities in uh, UK and Asia, sure. uh, Latin America, you, you name it. So yeah, many opportunities for a global experience with, within uh, Melbourne and around the world. I think, yeah, when you talk about diversity, 
uh, we do attract students from you know over a hundred countries. We're actually forty-four percent international students, so you're going to be having a lot of other international students. Also, Australia is a country of immigrants. I think the research shows that half the country had at least uh, one parent born overseas. So you're wow. going to be mixing with um, a lot of uh, interesting people from different backgrounds. So, and and, and we, we kind of touched on this too. I, I actually, I had a conversation with someone who um, was talking about a, a school in the UK and two important things came out of it that, that you're kind of touching on. One was I kept using the phrase fast track. Oh, I can fast track a four-year degree in three years. And she mm-hmm. said to me, no, it's, we don't call it fast track. It's just a normal degree. It's three years. That's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. our standard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was really cool. And yeah. then the other piece was it's that whole concept of a global network. Now you're meeting people <clears throat> with, you know, from all over the world coming to this university. They're in your class. You're learning about different cultures, different backgrounds, but not only on a personal level. Um, now you're also learning about their different culture as they apply to uh, your particular degree program. Like, um, I know one of the things we talked about was like an architecture. Uh, you can learn about different architectures from different parts of the world. And it just, it creates more of this broad range of experience and expertise that you can take anywhere uh, when you go into the workforce. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, uh, when you go abroad, uh, you're actually learning a lot about yourself. You're getting new perspectives on uh, your own country, you know how it's seen abroad, but then other you know other cultures as well. Uh, you know our academics are very diverse; that they're coming from around the world. So yes, when they're talking about the lessons, uh, it's not just from an Australian perspective. They're going to be bringing the perspective, uh, you know, from from different countries. And yeah, it makes for great eating, you know, to have having all these cultures represented in Melbourne. Um, and then, yeah, having uh, friends that you can call upon around the world, but these are also going to be uh, your future colleagues and a great, you know, network. We have a great an alumni network to to tap into as well. Yeah, no, exactly. I think, um, so let me ask you about that. So some of the things that, uh, you know, that we look for, for from an informational standpoint are, okay, I, I've made this selection. I love the university. I'm going to, I'm going to fly to Australia. I'm going to live there. I'm going to get my degree in three years. What does it look like from uh, just preparation? Like I need a student because our students may not know about any of the process. Like how does Mm -hmm. it work with your with your calendar year? Because it's a little different in like a a student visa. Well, first I'll talk about um, uh, what we offer and then the, the entry requirements and the application process. So at Melbourne, uh, we have streamlined our degrees into eight degrees, but within that, there's like 150 majors and, and minors. So there's there's pretty much you know something for for everyone in terms of what you're you're interested to study. So we do admissions different in Australia in that it's very objective and very transparent. Uh, we are only going to be looking at your grades and test scores and meeting the prerequisites. Uh, we don't ask for personal statements or references. We don't look at extracurriculars. Uh, so the, the benefit is that if you have the required scores and prerequisites, you're going to be made an offer to the university. So the uh, admissions criteria is based on type of um, high school qualification you have. Now, for most students here in the U.S., that would be a U.S. high school diploma. And we're going to be looking at 
their GPA on from their junior and senior years only, okay. an SAT or an ACT score. And then we have uh, academic prerequisites. Uh, because our degrees are only three years, we wanna make sure that you have a certain um, degree of uh, knowledge and skills. And these are usually satisfied by AP exams. Um, there are alternatives to, to satisfy some of those requirements. Uh, for anyone who's doing like an international baccalaureate, uh, we also would base admissions on the IB um, overall score and having uh, prerequisites. Uh, so those prerequisites and those scores do vary by degree. Uh, sometimes it gets confusing because we, we have the same major across two or more degrees. Uh, it's the same major, but you know, it's in terms of like the core classes that you're having would be, um, uh, you know, and there, uh, would be different for, for each uh, program. Uh, so if you then gain admissions, uh, you're gonna be issued a student visa and that covers you for the entire length of your uh, degree to come in and out of the country. And you can also work on your student visa. We wouldn't recommend you know, working no more than part-time. Uh, you have to study full-time as an international student. Uh, if you really like it in Australia and wanna stay during the summer, which of course is between November and February, uh, you could work full-time. So yeah, you could work on your student visa and we can also help you through the process of you know the whole application process, getting the student visa, uh, but that that's in a nutshell how how we do admissions and uh, for the University of Melbourne and Australia in in, in general. So in case anybody missed it, because I just because I just caught it. So summertime is between November and February. Is that what you said? Uh, yes, yes. So okay. we follow <laughs> the calendar year in our academic year. So students go up a grade or up a level uh, with the new year. So the academic year actually starts uh, late February and then goes, uh, you have exams uh, in June. Then you have a three week um, winter break in July and semester two starts in late July and goes about mid-November. So you could be uh, home in time for Thanksgiving if you want, or sometimes students are staying in Australia or they're going off and having you know, holidays <laughs> in Vietnam. So in terms of coming from the United States where you might be graduating in May or June, you'd, you'd have two options. One is you could um, a plot to chart in the mid-year intake, which would be a very short time frame, um, or you could start in the um, uh, following academic year. We, we do orientation every semester and we have um, the core classes every semester. So you're not disadvantaged um, being a starting in a mid-year. In terms of when you apply, our deadlines will not make any sense to you from you know, a US perspective. <laughs> so I just advise students, if you're an international student, to um, apply when you're applying to, to US schools. It just means that you might be starting at a different time. Sure. Also, you mm -hmm. can apply for the major intake and in, say for July, but then you could, and deferrals are much more common in Australia. So then you can have like a okay. mini gap year. Uh, the other caveat is if there's any Australians out there, uh, we base your admissions on your the same things, your test scores, GPA, but there's a different process um, and timeframes for overseas Australians. And there's a lot of Australians uh, in the United States. So yeah, we, we have a different academic year and the timing in terms of applications when you start can be a bit confusing. 
So if I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, it's it's a little bit different just based on the calendar and the seasons. But yep. uh, it, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like it's great. I, I do my normal process and procedure as a, as a senior graduating. I get accepted. I might have a little time off before I start in February, um, mm -hmm. which gives me time. But I'm also on a three-year program, so I'm going to get my degree faster than I normally would um, yep. in a four-year program. Uh, yep. And then I can always just summer and I come home for Christmas uh, and then I go back. <laughs> that, that, that's it. That's, that's, you, you, that's exactly right. I, I think I can live with that schedule. Yeah. I, I do <laughs> we do have graduate <laughs> programs too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, so, so let's talk about that. So, so now I've, I've gone through my undergraduate programs. I've, I've got my degree. I'm looking to segue into the world, but <clears throat> there's a couple of things. One is you have additional graduate programs, but now let's say I go into the working world. You and I had talked about this previously. Your network of alumni are, are global and you have, you know, a hundred thousand plus um, alum that are there to help uh, facilitate through networking and or finding jobs. But really uh, it's a strong backbone uh, of, a, of a team that, that that's global. I mean, I don't know, what, what can you share on that? Uh, sure. So we we have a program called Ask an Alumni. So you know um, you can meet up with an alum uh, for a coffee in Melbourne, but it could also just be over over Zoom. And uh, we have, of course, international students who have gone back to their respective countries. Australians are out there in the world, so that's a great chance to, to network just to get uh, advice about future directions and to identify opportunities. In terms of when you finish your three-year degree, uh, if you study for at least two years in Australia, you are eligible to stay and work full-time in Australia for two years after graduation. They've got options in terms of where you want to pursue um, a global career, and you know having international work experience and contacts would be very attractive to future employers in the U.S. or, or other other countries. Uh, Coming back to the United States, if you want to go to graduate school, uh, uh, because our undergraduate degree is only three years, some U.S. graduate schools don't see that as an equivalent of a four-year degree. Um, most do, uh, but you should do your homework if you have particular U.S. graduate schools in mind. It, it's really not so much of an issue for employers. Employers just when it, you know you've, you've under, you have a bachelor's sure, degree, sure. tell me about your um, experience. And of course, yeah, you could stay and then do graduate school in Australia if you really like it. You have lots, lots of options, uh, lots of networks, and lots of resources, um, you know, for you. Yeah, and then to kind of help our our, our students and our parents that are listening, um, so you just hit on something like, hey, I'm looking to go back to the U.S. for a graduate program. Uh, mm -hmm. Step one do the research because you have plenty of time to research and understand that if they accept the, the three-year degree. But let's say they didn't, you actually have a, a game plan for that, that one-year gap, right? There's, there are things that students can do. Absolutely, yes. So the degree is only three years. Uh, honors in Australia is different. It's an optional fourth year of independent research. So it's almost like a mini PhD where you come up with a proposal and find an academic to uh, supervise you. So this would uh, meet the qual, you know, the requirements for a four-year degree. Also, for any students who are thinking about further studies, particularly research, it's also an excellent preparation in in that regard. So yes, there are ways to 
to meet the requirements to come back to, to the U.S. Uh, if they don't recognize a two-year degree. Sure. Todd, I have another question for you that uh, this is closer to the mind of parents as much as it is students, but I know it's closer to the mind of parents. Let's talk about the financial part of this with scholarships and being able to pay for it. What, what do you have for info on that? Sure. So uh, again, as we talked about, uh, the three-year degree and uh, the exchange work works in uh, people's uh, uh, favor in terms of significant uh, savings. Scholarships uh, in Australia are academic uh, or scholarships are only based on academic merit. There isn't a separate application, so they're already um, automatically uh, considered. Uh, for a student coming from the U.S., they would need something like a 3.9 or you know a 4.0 and uh, a you know an SAT of like 31 and you know an ACT of almost like 1500. Uh, also, the average scholarship award is usually only about five or ten thousand Australian dollars one time. So I think it's going to be limited in terms of you know, what we offer in terms of scholarships. Uh, you can use your uh, U.S. educational loans, you know, student loans, parental loans at the University of Melbourne, as most Australian universities. So that can help uh, finance um, the, the degree as well. Uh, accommodation, we do things differently. Two options are residential colleges and the uh, halls or you know, student apartments. So the colleges are a world of themselves. They have their own academic tutors, their own sports clubs, and it's your only option if you want a meal plan. Uh, the residential colleges offer their own scholarships for room and board. So that could be another source of okay. uh, scholarship or support. Uh, and then we also have, you know, student apartments um, who have staff that organize social activities, but you have to, to do your, your own, um, you know, meals uh, as well. So that's also a little bit about just, yeah, how financing, you know, works in, in Australia. Sure. Todd, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing the information about the University of Melbourne. Um, for people to reach out to you and contact you, we're going to put uh, the website in the in the description below. But also, you have a specific email that comes to the uh, U.S. team. Can you which email yes. is that? Yes. So uh, we have a, a two-person office based in California. So easiest way to contact us would be North Dash America at unimelb.edu.au. Don't forget the AU suffix on the end. Oh, you can also go to study.unimelb.edu.au uh, that you can start to, you know, uh, peruse everything about it. Uh, we do have a, a page specifically for U.S. high school diploma, for IB, for um, overseas Australians. But if you get in contact with us or submit an inquiry um, through the website, that will also come to us. And we would love to, to connect. Uh, we also offer one-on-one -on -one consult uh, to talk through all of the opportunities at the University of Melbourne. Awesome. That's great. So for all the listeners and viewers, please visit the website. It's going to be in the description below. And also send an email to Todd and his team for uh, North America team to get back to you and uh, <clears throat> kind of step through uh, what the process is and where you can learn more information. And then at any time, please visit springpath.net and see if the University of Melbourne is a match for you. Todd, thank you so much. 
for being on the show. We appreciate it. Great. Great to be here. Thank you so much. All right. Take care.